Ever wonder if those actions you're taking in your biz are actually working? Or worse, maybe you've hit a point where it feels like nothing you do is working. Chances are, we've all been there at one point or another, but it's how you think about those actions that determines everything that follows. It could mean the difference between a spike in sales at the very end of a launch or falling flat on your face and chalking it up to a complete failure. So in today's episode, we're talking about the must-have belief in cultivating more results in your business so you can see massive growth. You'll walk away from this episode with a mantra that will help you to take action even when it feels like nothing's working, along with a quick practical exercise, I'm talking five minutes or less, that you can use to reprogram your mindset for success from here on out. And not just a mantra either, but actionable steps you can take to see a massive up level in your mindset. You're listening to One Simple Shift, and I'm your host, Amanda Denley, the mindset coach that believes it is possible to have a beautiful, balanced life and a successful, thriving business. In fact, what if success wasn't as complicated as everyone was making it out to be? What if the magic formula you've been looking for has been you all along? Each week, I cut through the noise and bring you one simple, actionable mindset shift you can implement today to completely transform the way you show up daily. All success starts with the right mindset, and it's time that you create the life and business you've always dreamed of. Let's get started. My guest today is Taylor Lee. Taylor is a business mentor for online service providers and coaches. After hitting her first six-figure year in business at 20 years old, She now helps her clients create the fully free life they dream of. Taylor, welcome to One Simple Shift. Thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you. I'm so excited to be on today. Yes, I'm so excited to have you. So I read a super short bit of your bio, but can you tell me in your own words what it is that you do and why you do it? Yeah, so I am a business mentor. You can call me a business coach, Um, and I, I help my clients build their businesses to six figures and beyond. Most of my clients are coaches. And then some of them are also service providers, like brand strategists, web designers, things like that. And I really, I like to keep business simple. So I help them with a mix of mindset, which we'll talk about today. And also really simple strategy, like creating really great content that speaks to their ideal client. So in a nutshell, that's what I do. (laughs) Amazing. I love that so much. And I know a little bit of your background, but can you tell listeners how it is that you got started down this path and a little bit of your story? Yeah. So how I got started, I mean, I kind of just stumbled into this world, but when I was in college, this, I mean, it kind of just seems like one of those like things I was just like led to do because a video pops up. I'm on like YouTube watching some makeup video, like so random. (laughs) And it's all about making money online. And I'm just like, okay, why not? And I just, I tried everything in that video. It was like online quizzes. We all know that doesn't work. Um, (laughs) Online tutoring, (laughs) freelancing, stuff like that. And freelancing, like I had a freelance client that day. Like I signed up for this site, this girl recommended. I get a freelance client right away. And I just really liked it. And back then I marketed myself as a cheap college student. And like, I don't know, it just seemed like everybody kind of assumed like, oh, she's young. She must be awesome at social media. 
And I had no clue what I was doing, but I learned along the way. And eventually, about a year and a half later, maybe a year later, I got a couple clients who were coaches. And so I'm like a year into this freelance thing. I've taught myself so many skills. I learned so much from so many of my clients. Like I actually was at a point where I did know what I was doing. And my clients wanted to talk on the phone with me and wanted to strategize and plan. And and I didn't even know that was like a job, you know, that coaching was a thing or consulting. And so once I got, yeah. So once I got a few clients who did that, I was like, oh, this is what I need to be doing. (laughs) And so that's kind of how I got into, you know, what I do now in the coaching industry. Yeah. I mean, you have like quite the remarkable story because I think that a lot of people would look at you and be like, how did she succeed so fast, so young. Does that resonate with you? Or you'd like, I don't even pay attention to my age. It's fine. Whatever. (laughs) I mean, yeah, I get asked that all the time. And, you know, like I said, like when I started freelancing, my age was my selling point, like Mm -hmm. young, cheap college student, and it worked. And then when I got into the coaching industry, where I was like learning about charging higher in rates and you know, for whatever reason, I just felt like being someone's coach would be like a much bigger responsibility than just being their like assistant. So I like took it really seriously. And my age was honestly like a huge insecurity. And I had to really work through that in that first year of coaching. And honestly, one thing I I share on a lot of the interviews I do when I talk about content, I mean, what really helped me grow my coaching business was seven, seven months of like trying and I had signed three clients. And then once I just put my age out there and all this stuff I was like insecure about and just actually tried to be the real me instead of this like polished more like, I mean, I literally told my first photographer, which was a college student that I needed to look older. Like I was really, (laughs) I was really trying. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. How many, I I can't imagine how many photographers have never heard that before, right? (laughs) Not exactly what people are going for. That's amazing. Um, I love that so much though, because I think that's such an important piece of the puzzle because I know I definitely resonate with that. Um, When I started, so I have a background in branding and design, but when I made the pivot to coaching, I was like, no one can possibly know that I was a designer first. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. I am not willing to share this. I do not want anyone to find out. Like, I'm going to create this because I had launched it once under the design website and it didn't go well. I heard crickets and I was like, well, it must be because they know I'm a designer (laughs) and like moved everything over to its own website and was like, okay, this is my secret from now on. No one can know. Like, I'm not going to talk about it. I'm not going to mention it. I'm going to like make sure that they're very separate. And of course that like doesn't work. Right. It took me like 0.5 seconds to figure out how well that doesn't work, you know? (laughs) But I think that like, that's like owning that piece of it can just be, it can almost be one of the hardest parts, I think, because we're so quick to be like, oh, well, I just want to gloss over that part of who I am. I just want to like kind of like let that that part go and let it loose and we'll just pretend it never happened, right? But then when you can start mm-hmm. stepping into that, when you can start like actually owning it, that's when like things shifted for me because I was like, yeah, I have like years upon years upon years of running a successful design business before my pivot to coaching. And that's actually the reason I am qualified to do what I do, not because like I want to like sweep that under the rug and pretend it never happened you know 
So I had I a very similar experience there. <laughs> that's so funny. I know. And the design was like, it's like, that's why you were doing the coaching because you actually had experience. When you're hiding it, everybody's like, why is she like, that's when Who you is get this the question, like, who are you? What do you even do? Why do you do it? It's like, <laughs> you're hiding like some of the most important stuff. <laughs> exactly. Oh my goodness. So funny to look back on, but like, this is the shit we do to ourselves, right? <laughs> Where it's like, exactly like that mindset piece. And once it shifts, you're like, oh, okay. So like, I can be a human being. That's cool. All right. Let's try that approach. <laughs> mm-hmm. I know. I always say like, I feel like being a service-based entrepreneur and especially a coach where we're like, I mean, we're selling ourselves and our story mm-hmm. and our talents and our backgrounds. And I think that's one of the hardest things to possibly sell because we're so much harder on ourselves than we are on anybody else. And that's really why I do what I do because these, I actually just wrote about this today in a post, but it's like my clients will come to me and they'll be like, I'm, I'm kind of boring. I have a really boring life. I'm not <laughs> the best at what I do compared to everyone else. I have no interesting story. And I'm like, okay, well just tell me a little bit about yourself. And then I'm like mind blown at how freaking amazing they are. <laughs> and I'm like, what are you talking about that you're boring and not that interesting and you have no cool story? Like what? <laughs> so then I start, I'm like, okay, we're going to write about this and we're going to write about that. And we're going to put all this out in the world, but we're so hard on ourselves. That's why. Right. And I think there's a certain part of it too, where it's just like our normal, right? So we don't realize that there's anything special about it. Like I can't tell Mm -hmm. you how many people where I've been like at like, I don't know, dinner parties or out for coffee or something like that. And I'll mention that we're an Airbnb host and they're like, that is so cool. And I'm like, it is like, you know, I, like, I just don't even think of it that way. I'm like, yeah, like it's nice to have like another income stream. It's nice to like meet new people. It's like, it was cool to decorate the space. And I love that kind of interior design shit. And like, that's all great. But like, I don't think of it in the same way. So I kind of think that sometimes we're sitting on gold in that perspective because we don't realize like, all of the things that make us uniquely us and how like freaking cool that is to write about and share with the world, you know? (laughs) It's so true. And it, yeah. And people always think like, once I hit this point, then I'll be interesting enough. But then you like, I even have moments where I'm like, well, that's not like I made, I made six figures. That's not that interesting. Cause I'm watching all these people who make seven figures and more, you know what I mean? And then mm-hmm. my own mentor and my own friends and peers and clients are like, uh, you sound ridiculous right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. So I feel like that's a great jumping off point. And I would love to hear it. Is there one specific mindset shift that's changed everything for either you or your clients? So the big, I've had many, but the biggest thing that I used very early on and I adapted it from my very first coach and that I still use. And like every single day I I use this, you could call it a mantra or an affirmation. And it's just everything is working. And my first coach would say like her own version of that on all of our calls. I'm like, nothing's working. This didn't work. No one signed up. This, this, this. But she would always make me look at what was working. Mm. And I really retrained my brain to look for proof that things are working. And you know, we're always we're often thinking about, you know, the sale and the client and the income, but 
it's so now I'm thinking of my client. I just had a conversation with yesterday. We literally had this conversation for her, but things are like working, but we're so concerned about that end result that we keep saying it's not. And I think then we manifest the end result never coming because we're not acknowledging that everything else along the way is actually starting to work. Like, for example, people are starting to like my posts more and more. It's working. People are starting to comment, message me. It's working. I'm getting some sales calls booked, even though they're not signing on. It's starting to work. It's working. It's starting to work. You know what I mean? Totally. I love that so much. I wonder if you could just go deeper for us for a second when you talk about like getting into the headspace that manifests that it's working. I think that that's something like I'm super familiar with just being in this industry and like very similar belief structure. But can you talk to me a little bit about what you mean by that and like almost break it down more for us? Yeah. So I mean, what I mean is I I just feel like we're so, I don't even know why, but we're just constantly looking for reasons why it's not working, proof that it's not working, focusing on, especially like, I mean, this is probably one big reason why as entrepreneurs, it's like, we're looking to strategize and fix and plan and change and tweak and test. And, and, um, we get so caught up in that where it's like, let's say you're putting something out. I mean, I see this all the time with clients. They'll be putting out marketing And then it's like maybe a weekend or so. And it's like, it's not working. I need to change this whole thing. This is literally the conversation I had with a client yesterday. And then when we really look at it, it's like, no, it's actually starting to work. Like, look how your engagement's getting better. Look how this is starting to happen. Look how people are starting to book in on calls. And once they see that, they give themselves permission to go a little bit longer, to put more faith into it. Um, And I think another reason why this mindset shift really works is because when we are kind of looking at all the reasons it's not working, like, I mean, one thing pretty much we're all doing is like posting, right? That's a very simple strategy Mm -hmm. example. So we're writing posts, we're putting posts out and we haven't seen the sales coming in or the sales increasing. And we keep telling ourselves it's not working. It's not working. I'm spending all this time. It's not, we're getting more and more frustrated. And I find, because I do this balance of marketing and mindset with my clients, that Mm -hmm. their words actually change. And people will say, like, people can feel your energy. Your energy changes. And a lot of people don't really get that, right? It's like, what does that even mean, you know? Yes, I love that so much. And that's kind of what I was trying to get you to get at was just that, like, (laughs) the the energy is just different, Mm -hmm. right? And I think it's one of those things to be like, the energy is different. And you're like, whatever. Like, stop telling me that, right? When you're in it. But Mm -hmm. I think that, like, the the words you use when it's working are different the words you choose to use when it's not working, right? Exactly. That is the smallest, like most imperceptible difference. And it's so subtle that like chances are no one is going to watch your post when it's working and no one's going to watch your post when it's not working and be able to like pinpoint exactly what it was. But like when we talk about that energy shift, it's it's those like subconscious beliefs. It's the way you hold your shoulders back in that Instagram live. It's the way you like talk about how excited you are for the prospect of that new person to like sign on or join you for that free call or whatever it is, whatever that next step that you're like super fired up about is like, that is a completely different energy than when you're, I talk about this all the time, but like when you're acting like Eeyore and you're like, 
yeah, and then we did this. Like, totally different energy. And, like, I can tell you exactly which energy lands more clients and gets more results, you know? (laughs) Yeah, I know. And when you're in that headspace of, like, oh, I've been posting so much and it's not working. And I see people have so many different thoughts come up of, like, well, my nobody in my audience likes me or nobody in my audience believes in investing or um, the algorithm is totally against me. Nobody's even seeing my posts. Usually it's not actually true, any of those things. <laughs> um, it's just, and then they start to believe that though. And then I look at their content and I'm like, well, in the past week, like your content's gotten more ranty, more negative, more focused on people who don't believe in investing. <laughs> like you're going off on a whole new direction because you're so frustrated and in this more negative mm. mindset. And so once you can really switch your mindset, I mean, it's like, when I'm like, everything's working, I can allow myself to be in this more like expectant energy, you know? And when you, if you have this like confidence, like this post is going to be amazing. People are going to freak out over it. They're going to love it. Um, people are going to be signing up. Like the post is going to have very different actual words (laughs) because your energy affects what you're actually saying and what you're doing. Totally. It's almost like dating. Like if you go on a date and you're like, I mean, I have a husband now, so I'm not dating, but I love these like relationship analogies Um, (laughs) where it's like, if you go on a date and you're like, there's no one out here for me, this isn't working. I don't even know why I bother like looking good on these. This is ridiculous. Like he's definitely not the one moving on. Like that's a totally different energy. And like, spoiler alert, no one's going to want to be around you in general. Um, (laughs) But like, that's a completely different energy than being like, I know that person is out there for me. I just need to keep showing up so I can find them. Right. And that's like Mm -hmm. so much more grounded, so much more of that like inner Zen that brings about more of the results you want. And of course your energy is going to show that you're going to have so much more fun in the process. You're going to have so much more like information and lessons learned and just like a better experience all around than constantly being focused on what it is that you don't want. Right. Mm-hmm. It, that analogy is so funny because I was just in this Facebook group the other day, which it's like, just like this, like girls group, you know, <laughs> and someone shared this screenshot of this guy on a dating app and his whole dating profile was like, I'm not looking for someone like this or someone who does this or someone that's this. And the girl's like, wow, someone's been burned one too many times. Like, <laughs> like, nobody's responding to that. Like, oh, perfect. <laughs> right? it's such a negative energy around it. Totally. Oh my gosh. So much truth there. I'm going to be real with you. I think we've all had those moments when it feels like nothing is working in our biz. But what I have found to be true is that's almost never the case. If you're ready to get to the root of your biggest mindset challenge, so you can tip the scale from, it feels like nothing's working to I'm gaining a massive amount of momentum and traction in my biz, then I'd absolutely love to chat. Together, we'll pinpoint the number one reason it feels like it isn't working and how you can take more of the right actions in your biz for more results. If you're ready to get to the root of the mindset challenge that's holding you back from booking that first or next client so you can shift it and start signing clients again and again, grab a spot for this value-packed next step, next client coaching call. Visit amandajoyceweber.com slash next client to find a time that works for you. I only do three of these each week, so get over there and book yours today. 
So I know that you mentioned that you have like a unique definition or like explanation around what the word working means. So I would love if you could just talk a little bit more about that and kind of how you view that term and what it means when it's working. Yeah. So when I say working, I feel like a lot of people immediately go to like, no, it didn't work. It didn't work. It didn't work. No sales, no money. It didn't work. But working is like the process of it working. It doesn't mean that it worked yet. It doesn't mean that the end result is here yet. But it to me, it feels like it's in the process of working. Everything is adding up. That's another way I'll say it. Everything I'm doing is working together. Everything I'm doing is adding up to the end result. And so if we're thinking about like getting a sale, signs that it's working is a little bit more engagement, a little bit more interest. Um, even like, I mean, I'm so open to this that I'm like, oh, I just got this really inspired idea. It's working. Like my energy is in a good place. It's working. I'm actually motivated. I'm inspired. So I, f- I feel like anything good happening is a sign that it's working. And like ideas flowing, engagement flowing, even tiny increases. Even if someone reaches out to me and they're like, oh my gosh, your launch looks like it's going amazing. And I'm like, well, <laughs> it doesn't feel like it right now in my head. I, mm-hmm. instead of just going negative with it, I'm like, oh, that's good. Like, this is a sign it's working. That's how people are perceiving it. They're perceiving it really well. They're feeling this amazing energy. So I just think it's like changing that definition of like, it's not just the end result, the money, the sales, the big month, whatever. That means that it worked. That's when it worked. That's when it's done. But right now it's working. It's in the process of working. Does that make sense? It totally makes sense. I love that so much. And I'm like trying to think of other ways to explain it and like other analogies. And I think that a lot of the times we're so focused on that end result, right? Like we're so focused on like, this is the goal I want to hit. This is what I want to happen. And we almost forget to like enjoy the it's working process and the it's Mm -hmm. working journey because I'm thinking of it. So I run marathons. And like the accomplishment of running 26.2 miles is amazing. Like I feel amazing after, but one of the reasons that I run is like, and I've only run the New York city marathon and I've done it four times and it's an incredible experience and the spectators are amazing. And like, I used to live in New York and I used to like barely be able to run a mile. So like it takes (laughs) me back down memory lane towards like when it wasn't possible for me and all of that. Right. So there's like so much more to that, that like the journey, is what that makes the result what it is. Because if it was not like difficult, if it was not for the experience of doing it and being like, fuck, this is hard, or fuck, this is like actually taking a lot of effort, or that's when I go back to, I'm like, yeah, but look at how it's working. Look at how all my training has been paying off. Look at how I never was able to do this before. And all of those small, consistent efforts led to like where I am now. I think like that's one of the ways that I've seen. I know it's not a business example, but like seeing things work is like, that doesn't mean that there weren't times where I was like, you know what? Five miles feels really hard today. (laughs) Or like, I would Mm -hmm. like to give up or that like my muscles are sore and I'm going to walk a little bit now. Like whatever it is, it doesn't mean that there weren't like roadblocks, but I just chose not to pay attention to the roadblocks as much as I chose to pay attention to the ultimate goal and the ultimate feeling that all of the training was getting me where I needed to go. Um, 
And I think like that's what we're saying in business as well is that, you know, as much as we want the end result, as much as we want to hit that big number goal, as much as we want to get fully booked out with a wait list, whatever that goal is, as much as we want that, it's almost about enjoying all of the things that are getting us there. It's almost as if taking that perspective that it's working alleviates some of the pressure so that we can get there with a lot more ease instead of like being frustrated as hell at the process, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, we often forget, like, I know a lot of people start their businesses in like a very hard financial situation, but I mean, for me, and I know for a lot of people, like I could be in a regular job making okay money. I wouldn't be probably making this much money or I definitely wouldn't have the potential to make as much money as I have the potential to make in a business. But I didn't start my business to get rich or to like make a ton of money. Like I actually more so started my business for like the time freedom and to be fully expressed and to actually love the work I was doing and not have like a mean boss and have to follow all these rules and like stuff like that. So it's like, and then I wanted to make enough money. Like when I started, it was like, if I can just make like as much as I would plus have a business where I like actually love the work I do, don't have a boss, don't have this strict schedule, that would be amazing. But then we get into it and money's like, there's a lot of ego and improving our worth and trying to prove that this was a good idea. We're not crazy. <laughs> right. <laughs> that, that like we started this to enjoy it. Most of us, like, it's like, I, I just want freedom and flexibility and to do work I love and, you know, do my passion work and share my story. Like that's why we started it, you know? And then, then we find the potential because I didn't even know the potential that was here when I first started, but we find the potential of like, there actually is also a lot of money to be made, <laughs> but that's not why most of us started. We were just good with making pretty good money or enough, you know? Right. And it's so funny how quickly that shifts because I think yeah. we go from like, just like just wanting the freedom and flexibility to all of a sudden feeling like, oh my gosh, I'm not even sure I can go to that midday yoga class because like, what's going to happen when I'm gone? Right. And like, in reality, yeah. what's going to happen is you're going to go to yoga and then you're going to come back to emails and that's fine. You know, like yeah. <laughs> nothing is really going to happen. But I think that we put so much pressure on ourselves. Like when once we reach that point, right? Once we reach that point where we're like, okay, this is kind of working. I'm no longer crazy for like going off on my own and starting this and wanting something more and wanting that freedom to like almost being so attached to that end result. And like how quickly that freedom like ends up on the chopping block, quite frankly. And I think I've just seen it too many times where it's like the first thing to go, right? And so the first thing that people are willing to give up is like, okay, well, like, I'll just wake up early to do that thing. Or, oh, okay, like, the client wants it. I'll just, like, turn it around really quick. And, like, all of a sudden, those boundaries get really, really fuzzy. (laughs) And I think that, like, that's, that's kind of what we're talking about here, too, is, like, there, there is a way in which it's working means, yeah, like I'm enjoying it along the way, you know, <laughs> like I'm not so like, cause I think you can get to this point where you almost hate it. And then like, what's the point, right? <laughs> exactly. And I think that if we're talking manifesting, working with the universe type of vibe, it's like, we say, and I want flexibility and freedom and to love my life and to love my work but I want to have my best month ever. So, okay. Head down, hustle, sacrifice. And I feel like the universe, we manifest like protection from the universe is what I would call it, where either 
that money does not come in because the universe is like, whoa, how you're acting and like the action you're doing is what like far from what you said you want. So like, stop, like, I'm not going to let it work. Cause I don't want you to keep doing this. Mm-hmm. Like you don't want it. Mm-hmm. Or I've, I've been in a very burnt out at times. And I think we can manifest that as well, where it's like, okay, I made the money, but like, now I'm like so exhausted, hating my life, disconnected, like issues in my relationship, gaining weight, like all this crazy stuff. And that's to teach us like a big a lesson, you know, like I feel like I've just learned so much through um, burnout. And then other times it's been like, gosh, I'm working harder than I've ever worked and making less than I've ever made. So I think you're going to like manifest one or the other and it's neither is what you really want. So let it work and do it in the way you say you want to do it with flow or with flexibility or enjoyment, passion, fun, like whatever really matters to you. And I feel like that's, that's when, and that's why the money will start flowing then. Totally. And I think part of that is just bringing consciousness around it. Right. Like, cause I, if yeah. I think back to when it's been like working the best quote unquote, it's when I've been like (laughs) taking like Fridays off and going to the pool with my girlfriends or having breakthrough ideas on like drives to my workout or like, you know, the moments when I'm like, quite frankly, not trying that hard. And I think that's like one of the most ironic, like annoying things about manifestation sometimes. But like when, when you can start making more of those connections, when you can start seeing like, okay, that was working really well during that time. And it was because I wasn't like putting the universe in a chokehold to give me what I want served on a silver platter ASAP, you know? (laughs) Oh my God. So true. That's like that. When you can notice that it's so much easier to recreate it, I think is what my point is there because then you're not like, Oh, like, I just don't know. It just seemed like it worked better that time. You're like, Oh, it worked better because of X, Y, Z. How can I do that again? How can I bring that same energy to it? Exactly. I love that. So did you have a journaling exercise up your sleeve for us? Yes. So like I said, I learned this concept and I started playing with it very, very early on and it was, it was working. (laughs) And then I lost touch with it. Actually, speaking of hustle, I went through this phase year three where it was like, I was like, okay, I'm successful at six figures. Now I'm going to go to seven figures. So I'm going to scrap everything that's working, hire someone (laughs) making seven figures and basically copycat their business. (laughs) Right? Like, obviously that wasn't the wording I used then, but it was like, I'm going to be the best student ever and do exactly what they do. And I just really lost touch with myself. And Mm. I, I had to reconnect with what I was doing in the beginning. I had to kind of go backwards to move forward. And anyway, what I started doing was because then I created this story in my head that nothing was working now. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because I had lost Mm -hmm. touch and I was not, I was not aligned and all this stuff. So I got reconnected with how I wanted to run my business and I had to let go of the story of like, nothing's working. I'm so far behind. I lost all this time. I wasted all this time. I wasted all this money. And every day I started journaling five pieces of proof that it was working. And when I say journaling, I mean like I had like the literally like the tiniest journal in the world. It was like this super teeny tiny notepad. It was super cute. (laughs) Just made a quick list. At the end of the day, I would go, okay, five pieces of proof it was working. And some days were actually really hard. And I know that a lot of people have days like that, but I would write down things like, I woke up feeling good. I got a message from somebody telling me how much I was inspiring them. Um, 
I got some interaction with my posts. Like it started off that small. And then I started to see it shift into like, I'm having so much fun with my marketing. Um, people are booking in calls. People are reaching out to work with me. And then like my mastermind is filling, my course is filling. I'm getting all these ideas for my launch. Like anything can go on the list. That's positive because anything positive happening is proof that it's working. And, um, pretty much all the masterminds I run at this point, will do like a 30 day challenge together where we just do this. It's just like 30 days of accountability of just like five quick pieces of proof. So you can, and there's someone gave me this idea and they told me who kind of invented this, but I have no recollection of the name of the person. So whoever that I was, believe you. Credit. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't invent this, <laughs> but, um, you know, sometimes the way that person explained it to me was like an evidence journal, I believe, or you can call it a proof totally. journal or whatever, but it's just five pieces of proof. It's working. Things are moving forward. Yes. Oh my goodness. I love that so much because not only do I love that, like now you, you kind of have indisputable evidence that you're writing down on the page each day, but you're yeah. also training your brain to look for those things. Right. So mm-hmm. it's almost like, um, I think I've mentioned this analogy before on the podcast, but it's a good one. So we'll talk about it again, which is just that when, you know, when you wake up and you're like, oh, today, like just feels like it's going to be a bad day. And then you like rack up all the evidence of like why it's a bad day. Like there was no gas in the car and you needed to get somewhere and you were running late. And then like, you know, you spilled part of your Starbucks latte and then the dog got sick and like whatever. Right. And you just like rack up those things. You definitely spilled your coffee. If you start, if you start your morning, you're going to spill your coffee every time. (laughs) It just has to happen. Um, but yeah, exactly. Like your, your brain just starts to look for all of those things. And you're like, see, I told you it was going to be a bad day. See brain. And like, we're almost doing the opposite here. Right. Because we're saying like, no, it's always working. Right. So now we're going to retrain our brain to look for all of the reasons it's always working. And you know what? Our brains like aren't really good at like paying attention to two things at once. So the chances that you're going to be like, (laughs) saying like it's always working and then also looking for the evidence of all the reasons it's not working like probably not going to happen probably just going to focus on the things that are working so and I think that's like part of why this is so amazing because not only will you be doing this exercise but then your brain's going to start doing it automatically you're going to just start looking for them and you're going to be like oh another thing that's working and another thing and another thing and like that is such a better headspace to be in (laughs) Oh yeah. When people start this for the first time, a lot of them are like, um, I can't think of anything. <laughs> like it's so hard. And then by the end, mm. it's like, well, how do I keep it to only five? <laughs> you know, <laughs> so totally. much goodness is happening. And it, and you feel like that, whether you've made 10 sales that day or, or zero sales, like that's the thing. Like now when I'm in launches, it's like, I can continue to feel good even if I'm not getting sales every day. And that definitely was not the case for a period of time. You know, I I put all the worth, the value, the proof in, in that, but really it's, it's working if I'm enjoying it and things are moving forward and there's little pieces of evidence and there, there pretty much always is. So exactly. And I, I like to, call this like building positive momentum. Just like you said with the morning thing, it's like 
you can build negative momentum. And then before you know it, your coffee is spilled all over you. And (laughs) it's like, you just might as well give up for the day after that. But you can build positive momentum with this. And it's like momentum just means it's going to get greater and greater and greater. So your first little pieces of evidence that it's working may seem kind of eye roll worthy, as I would say, like, oh, whatever, I'm just going to force myself to do this. (laughs) And then, then it's sales and money and income and impact and helping people like, the pieces of evidence um, will build momentum and come in faster and, and bigger, you know? Totally. And like like you said, it's one of those things that you kind of always have an answer for, which I think is amazing too. Because it's not saying like you have to feel on top of the world 110% amazing at all times. It's like, no, mm-hmm. we're just going to focus on the good, even if the good that we can find is like really small in this moment, right? Yeah. Love that exactly. so much. So Taylor, if listeners love what they heard from you today, where can they find you? So I have my own podcast as well, which I would love to share with everyone. And so if you're on iTunes or Spotify, you can just go to just search fully free with Taylor Lee and you'll find it and you can subscribe. And you can also find me on Instagram at underscore the Taylor Lee. So I'm like obsessed with the fact that that rhymes just so you know. (laughs) <laughs> well, when when I got married, I was Taylor Manning. A lot of people know me as that. I got married in January, and I was pretty sure I wanted to change my name, but everybody thought that was crazy. And then as soon as I said it one time, like fully free with Taylor Lee, I was like, because it was fully free with Taylor Manning. I'm mm-hmm. like, fully free with Taylor Lee? That rhymes. I'm 100% changing my name. Done. <laughs> like, so amazing. <laughs> Like totally meant to be. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So good. Well, thank you again for joining us today. It's been so much fun. Thank you for having me. I really enjoyed it. Thanks for listening to One Simple Shift. Check out the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at amandadunnelly.com slash one simple shift. If you're loving this podcast, do me a favor and leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. These reviews truly mean the world to me, helping me to reach more people and have more impact. And as a special thanks, each month I'll be picking one reviewer to win a vision board design coaching intensive with me so you can create your own definition of success. If you're looking for more support in creating a beautiful, balanced life and thriving, successful business, head over to amandadunnelly.com slash free call and book my free Simplifying Success Coaching Call, where I'll help you identify one simple shift you can make to cultivate a success mindset and start seeing results now. And remember, sometimes the only thing standing in the way of a more profitable business and a more fulfilling life is one simple shift. Yes, the thing is, is, yeah. Yes, I love that so much.